1: Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. I'm your host, Marielle, and on today's episode, we will be talking about churches and trademarks with Amanda Highland, a partner with Atlanta-based firm Taylor English. Amanda has been recognized by numerous organizations, including Chambers, World Trademark Review, and Best Lawyers in America as a national leader in intellectual property. So Amanda, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Oh,
2: I'm delighted to be here.
1: Well, for our listeners, Amanda, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do?
2: Absolutely. So I am an attorney that specializes primarily in intellectual property and media issues And that can run a huge span of what that entails. Um, That can be anything from uh, registering a trademark, making sure that a trademark is available, doing licensing work, um, handling disputes over trademarks and copyrights. Um, I also do a lot of work helping people with legal issues on social media. Yeah, just really enjoy helping my clients navigate those issues stay out of trouble and make sure that um, they've been able to protect their own rights.
1: That's great. And that's so important. Um, I know a lot of our our listeners are church leaders, ministry leaders, and they don't necessarily have a background in law or in uh, legal issues. And so being able to get this information from you today is incredibly helpful. So in basic terms, can you give us a rundown of trademarks and copyrights?
2: Sure, so trademarks are source identifiers. Um, A trademark is typically a word or a logo or an image that helps consumers identify the source of a product or a service. Um, So a very classic example would be if you saw golden arches, you would know that that was McDonald's. Um, Trademarks could also be a color or a sound. Um, You know, it really depends on the fame of the mark as to whether that's possible. But, you know, certainly if you had a Robin's egg blue jewelry box, you would know that that was from Tiffany. And that is definitely a trademark of that color, specifically for jewelry boxes. So when you think about trademarks, think about source identification. Copyrights, on the other hand, protect creative works. They protect Musical scores, videos, poems, artistic expression, like paintings and pottery. Um, Anything that is a creative work of authorship can be protected by copyright.
1: So, Amanda, when a church or a ministry is first starting out, what do they need to keep in mind regarding trademarks?
2: Sure. When a a church or a ministry is starting out, one of the first things that they probably will do is start thinking about a name and what to call the organization or the ministry once it gets off the ground. And that is an ideal time to do a trademark search. It's very important to choose a name that isn't already registered on the trademark office registry and to also be aware of common law uses, which would be other churches in the same geographic area that may not have a registration, but that may have naming rights in that particular region. So it's a really good idea. Um, you know, an attorney can certainly be very helpful in that regard, but at a minimum, I would recommend that they you know, get in the trademark office database and take a look you know, look in uh, Google and, you know, maybe even a a local directory and just make sure that the name that they choose isn't really close to something that's already out there. Um, And it doesn't have to be identical to be infringing. You know, it could be just very similar. And the idea would be that if someone might be confused, they should really choose another name. The worst thing that can happen is to choose a name you know, get that domain name, buy the signage, get everything printed, get so excited about your, your new mark, and then a year into operations, get a cease and desist letter and have another organization claim that you're infringing on their trademark rights. So that initial trademark search is super important to avoid a lot of heartache later.
1: Yeah, that's so important for these churches and ministries to consider. Um, so Can you also speak a little bit into how trademarks can help protect on social media?
2: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that I recommend to ministries and any organization that plans on having a social media presence is to really consider getting a federal trademark registration. Um, And this kind of goes back to my last point about making sure that the mark is available Um, You want to make sure that it's available also so that you can get a registration and so that the trademark office will allow your trademark application to go through. The registration gives the uh, registrant a presumption of national rights, which is really important. That means that even if the ministry or the church is sitting in one particular city, that they would have rights over that mark throughout the whole country. And this plays out on social media in a big way as well, because if you have a trademark registration and another organization pops up and they've got the same name as you and they've got a Facebook account or an Instagram account and, you know, your your folks, people trying to find you, you know, are getting confused and they're landing on the wrong site, you would then be able to use that registration to ask Facebook or Instagram or, or whatever the site may be. Um, to take the other site down and to help avoid all of that confusion. But if you don't have that federal registration, it's really unlikely that any of the social media sites will cooperate with you and help you do anything about another site that's infringing. So, you know, getting that trademark registration is just gold when it comes to making sure that you have good brand awareness and that you're easily locatable on social media.
1: That's such valuable information. So let's uh, just slightly shift gears a little bit. And could you just tell us a little bit more about what churches and ministries should know regarding copyright laws?
2: Absolutely. So copyright, as I mentioned before, protects creative works. So anytime you are planning on using a photograph, music, a movie, uh, graphics, the first thing you should be thinking about is, okay, you know, is this copyrighted and do I have permission to use it? And this can play out in a lot of different ways depending on what type of work is at issue. So if we're talking about graphics or photographs that you may want to use in a bulletin or a newsletter or on your social media site, Then we're typically talking about maybe getting a stock art license. Um, And I, I really recommend getting a subscription to one of these services that will allow you to freely use these images. And it's really important to use them with permission Um, It's really a a scary situation if you just upload a photo or a graphic directly from Google Images and you plug it into something Um, that is that, you know, just because it's on Google Images does not mean that it's in the public domain. It does not mean that it's out there for anybody to use freely. And the owners of those images can get very aggressive And they can definitely hire lawyers that will demand sums far greater than what the licensing fee ever would have been. So you know, it's this is not a seek forgiveness, not permission situation. It's very much the opposite. Um, So the easiest way is, like I said, you can you can subscribe to a service that will give you a whole catalog of pictures and images that you should be able to use freely for those purposes. Um, and then another big issue is music. And, you know, everyone uses a lot of music in their ministry, and this is just a critical part of worship. And the good news is that there is an institution called CCLI that provides subscription services for worship and praise music and for movies, even. Um, so that is a really great resource for churches and ministries. Um, they should be using that resource in order to get a subscription, which will then give them permission to publicly perform the music. Um, And often with that subscription, you will even get a catalog of, um, you know, like the actual written music so that your band can play it and the slides that you can project up on the wall with the lyrics for your congregation to sing. So you get a lot more than just the permission um, from that CCLI subscription. If you have an interest in using something outside of the CCLI catalog, Um, you know, I where I've seen this come up most often would be that, you know, a youth group or um, you know, some sort of more of a social setting at church wants to show a movie on the lawn or something like that. And it may not necessarily be a Christian movie, but it may be something family oriented and they just want to have a fun family night. Um, you know, you may need to go outside that catalog. And anytime you do that, or if you're you want to use music outside the catalog you need to make sure you get a separate license for that. And um, if you get on the internet and, and poke around, you should be able to figure out who to contact for the appropriate license um, for whatever it is you're trying to, to, to do. Um, but you know, the, the go-to is you know without a license, there is no implied permission to show the movie or to play the song. And it doesn't matter that... This is a nonprofit, you know, church oriented production. Um, It still requires a license. So very, very important to be thinking about those things when you're planning any kind of music or movie performance. Um, Yeah. So I think those are sort of the key points on getting permissions.
1: Yeah. Those are some very, very great points. And I know will be super helpful to our listeners So I I know that there have been a lot of different worship movements happening and a lot of churches are beginning to create their own uh, worship music. So could you speak a little bit to um, copywriting original songs that churches may be producing?
2: Absolutely, and this is one of my favorite things to do. I get so excited when folks create their own music and they wanna copyright it. Yes, yeah, so that is definitely something that you should do. if If your um, congregation or your music director or people in your in your organization have created any original music, it is a very good idea to secure a federal copyright on the song. And um, this is so you can actually monetize it in some ways and uh, make sure that, it isn't being used um, without attribution and without proper credit. So the easiest way to file a copyright is just to go onto the Copyright Office website and they have an online form that is pretty self-explanatory to walk through. Um, So I would recommend um, uploading your music and getting the copyright on it. Um, It's also important to be aware of who owns the copyright. So um, if you have an employee of your ministry or your church, um, like let's say it's your music director and they have created this music in the scope of their employment for your organization, then the organization would own the copyright and they could just directly go to the copyright office and file for it. However, if the work at issue is more of a joint work and perhaps you've got some folks that are not employees of the church that created this work, then you need to be aware that they also have ownership rights in that work, which means that you would have two choices at that point in terms of copywriting it. You could either file for the copyright in the name of everyone collectively who contributed to the work or you could get everyone to assign their interest to the organization or the ministry. So either way will be fine, but what you don't want to do is have a work that was not technically the sole property of the church and have the church be the sole applicant on that copyright application. Um, That can get you into a bit of trouble
1: down the road. That makes sense. So Amanda, I'm curious if you could speak a little bit into um, another type of creative uh, process. So a lot of pastors and ministers have a desire to write a book and get their work published. What would you, what, how could you speak in a little bit to that process regarding uh, copywriting?
2: Yeah, sure, sure. So it's the same, same thought that, you know, if you have, Any written work that you have prepared, it's a great idea to get a copyright on it. Um, Having that copyright will be critical to enforcing the copyright against any infringers down the road. Um, So that's a really important step in the creative process. Um, I generally recommend that folks file for the copyright as soon as they have the work completed, but before they've really started distributing copies of it in any kind of public way, Um, that's the best window of time to do it. And again, if they have received any kind of contributions to that book outside their own work, for example, even if they've used photographs, maybe in the book that, um, or on the cover of the book that they did not take themselves, Or if um, someone has, um, you know, written a chapter of the book for them as a guest um, in the book or something like that, you know, just keep in mind that all of those pieces that go into the book need copyright assignments or those people that own those works need to be listed as joint authors of the work. Um, But yeah, I mean, getting the copyright is fairly simple once you've identified the right owners of the work, and you can go through that form to do it. And it's, uh, it's pretty easy. So
1: get your copyright. (laughs) That's, that's great to hear. Um, So, Amanda, could you just share if you have one last final piece of advice for our listeners, what would you say? Yeah, I would
2: say don't be afraid to call counsel if you have questions about intellectual property. Um, There are a lot of great services out there that can help walk you through trademark filings. And there's also a lot of information on the Internet about intellectual property. And it can all be a little deceptively simple. Um, you know, so if you've got anything that you're not really sure about, you know don't be afraid to talk to a lawyer because it can really save you so much money in the long run, um instead of trying to you know dig deep into google and and hope that you can figure out the right way to handle something. Um, and you know we, a lot of the things we've talked about today are not that expensive. You know, hiring a lawyer to file a trademark application or a copyright application or to help you secure a license, or to even advise you if you need a license on something. um, Those are all relatively everyday tasks for an IP attorney. And it's not going to be a huge expense to get some help with that. So don't be afraid to do that. And um, if you do get into any kind of dispute, um, always respond to the letter with a lawyer, I think that's really important, you know, not to try to wing it yourself um, or or ignore a letter. You know, that's definitely something that I think a lot of small businesses do is they get into some kind of little tip with another company and a letter comes and they just kind of throw it away. And that can just make things a lot worse. So lawyers can be your friend. And I strongly recommend you calling one if you have any issues with trademark or copyright issues.
1: Well, Amanda, thank you so much for all of this uh, incredibly valuable information. I know it's going to be such a benefit to those who are listening. And I just want to thank you again for joining us on the podcast today. Oh, it was my
2: pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844 641 5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.